A major railway merger just got the green light and could bring more freight trains through the Chicago area. The $31 billion merger between Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern Railways is the first major U.S. railroad merger in more than two decades, creating routes that would run through Canada, the United States, and Mexico. But with the recent Ohio derailment still on folks' minds, some Illinois leaders and communities are concerned about an increased risk of hazardous materials making their way through our area. So joining us with the latest is Jared Rutecki, investigative reporter with WTTW. Welcome to Reset, Jared. Good morning, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Tell us more about the details of the merger. So this was a merger between two large rail companies. Uh, I guess it's kind of a matter of scale. You're, these are the big companies that take things all the way across the country, uh, Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern. They're on the smaller side of these large national companies, but obviously $31 billion being quite a large number. So yes. they're bringing these two companies together and uh, um, obviously kind of from the federal perspective, you know, increasing competition, all of these things, but obviously with a little bit of pushback from the people uh, living next to these uh, railways. Yeah, and we'll dig into all of that. Federal regulators, they, they approved the merger just yesterday, Jared, but the decision, it's been in the works for a year, I understand. Why? What, what did the approval hinge on? So it's essentially, it took them about, I think it's even close to about two years probably to make this since it was first proposed. Um, and what the Surface Transportation Board, which is a division of the Department of Transportation, is looking at, they're essentially trying to determine uh, from a competitive standpoint whether this is happening um, and allowing communities along the ways to weigh in on how this will affect them. Uh, there was part of a process where they were trying to get the rail companies to negotiate settlements mm -hmm. with. Uh, municipalities in case they were affected with the uh, increase in traffic and things along these lines and allowing residents to weigh in and uh, put give their input to why they support or don't support this particular merger. And, and looking at the details, it talks about the number of trains and amount of hazardous cargo um, expected to increase following this merger, which creates the country's smallest Class I railroad. What's a Class I railroad? Yeah, it's it's, it's Class one, they're essentially oh, the class, class one. one. Yes, it's uh, they're essentially the the biggest national railway companies, as opposed to something that would be a regional transporter or something along these lines. These are the big big trains: Union Pacific, Canadian National, uh, Norfolk Southern. These large companies that transport goods across the way, and obviously Chicago's in the middle of this entire world. We're sort of the the transportation nexus for goods across the country. A major air rail and roadways uh, that the people have access to coming through here. So obviously, we're a big part of this. And this particular merger uh, will connect uh, Canada to Mexico. So mm -hmm. it's obviously a major, a major portion of, of the transported goods. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about where it would primarily run through, because I know the partnership, as we said, it creates the first railroad network that extends really through the entirety of North America. Right. Right. Yeah. So this is the the, the, the first one to go along these lines. Um, you're you're working with other large companies. Obviously, the, the 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 bigger ones that I had mentioned earlier have kind of access, but a lot of the, these are moving goods all the way across. The biggest increase in traffic, obviously, is going to be felt here mm -hmm. and in Texas, were the two locations that they gave. So, kind of these are the big ones. I think Texas oh, okay. probably being with proximity to Mexico, but you'll see a great increase in traffic for some of these. This is a little bit where you got disagreement on uh, different sides from people who supported and opposed the merger. 
um, from the the sides, essentially, when you're presenting it from the perspective of the railroads, they say, well, this will be an increase of eight trains a day, which I think, like, you know, the average person listens to the number and says, mm-hmm. hey, that's eight. I can count them on my fingers. That's mm-hmm. pretty easy. But yeah, that's when, not bad. when they look at it from the other side, from the people who live along these areas, they say, well, that's a three to 500 percent increase in traffic. So, you know, from mm, either perspective okay. and what people are kind of upset about are there's not a lot of transparency with these chemicals going through town. And you see this stuff happening in, in Ohio, obviously, with the Norfolk Southern derailment and mm-hmm. the explosion there. So they say they'd like to know more about this. And there's a lot of disagreement on how long these trains actually are and kind of what that effect on day-to-day life yeah. ends up being. So, And to your point, uh, in the approval letter that came out from the Surface Transportation Board, which is the, that federal agency that approved the merger, um, it says transporting cargo and hazardous material is safer by train than trucks. Is that enough, though, Jared, to, to quell fears like what you just mentioned? Yeah, I think this is this is really the the, the, the crux of what it comes down People to. People are looking at what just happened in Ohio. Right. I mean, it's impossible to ignore it. I mean, anybody watching the news sees this, and this is obviously the worst case scenario. I mean, you see a train coming off the tracks, vinyl chloride, black smoke burning, EPA coming out, digging up soil. All of these things are bad, but I mean... There are lesser versions of this, and you do see a lot of derailments with these companies. Uh, Part of the approval process with the Surface Transportation Board, they made certain to point out that that Canadian Pacific was one of the better companies in terms of the safety record. Mm-hmm. And this was part of their decision was that they were uh, the company with a better safety record. So people didn't have as much to be worried about. Obviously, there's the the, the jury's still out on whether that's yeah. the case in the future or not. Tell me about the WTTW investigation into train derailments that are involving hazardous materials. What did you find? Yeah, so I was looking at, obviously, inspired by the events in Ohio and knowing that uh, the... Um, you know, this big mergers going through in Illinois decided to take a look at hazardous materials releases in the area. So you're basically looking at, you know, what happens. And there are federal agencies that track this data. There's mm-hmm. also a state agency that tracks it as and what, well. And what are the chemicals used for? So it's a it's a it's a variety like this hazardous materials is kind of a blanket term that covers a whole lot of stuff. So you're talking things like you know, gasoline and fuel, obviously, materials that are that are moved across a lot of stuff. So obviously dangerous because it gets released. It's explosive. You have dangers along these lines. Um, in the particular instance of uh, the Norfolk Southern release, you have things like vinyl chloride, which is uh, a used in the manufacture of polymers, plastics, and things like this. So, um, And there's a lot of products kind of adjacent to oil that fit into this universe of, of, of chemicals. So uh, what I looked at was how frequently does this happen here? Mm-hmm. And like, are we at risk of these sort of things? And obviously, Chicago being the transportation nexus that it is, you see a lot of these now most of these instances, you're dealing with what you would classify as like a leak. You know, somebody forgets to turn a nozzle and it spills a yeah. gallon of something in a train yard. So a number of these incidents are relatively minor, relatively easy to mm-hmm. to pass over. What, what I found looking at the data was 272 uh, hazardous materials releases in the state over the last decade. So, you, you know, quite a high number, but, you know, varying degrees of severity pulled other numbers and looked at like just derailments because you look at what happened in Ohio obviously being more severe than just a little spill and found 
more than 140 of these over the course of two decades. So, you know, it's it's a much smaller number. And from, I guess, the perspective of the rail companies, what they would point to is that they've had less, uh, the number of derailments, the number of hazardous releases have dropped as time have gone on. So their argument is this has gotten safer. But obviously, as you see, see in Ohio, it only takes one accident to of kind course. of change the tenor yeah. of the conversation. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about a $31 billion merger between Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern Rail Networks that's expected to bring more trains and potentially hazardous cargo through DuPage and Cook Counties. And with us now discussing that is Jared Rutecki, who's an investigative reporter with WTTW. So as we said at the top, a lot of folks concerned about the merger, starting with Metra. Tell me what they say. Yeah, Metra, Metra kind of came from the beginning wanting more information and then came out against the merger and subsequently also are still against this approved merger. They're sharing the tracks with the uh, with these companies when they're coming through. So essentially they're coming on the Milwaukee district, um, you know, coming through on the Metra and uh, they're worried about what this means for tra- travel times. I mean, you know, you probably have a couple of coworkers using the Metro all the time and you talk to those people and they're, you know, you get delayed trains, you get everything else. So I think that they're worried about how having an increase in train traffic affects travel times and how these things work. Uh, this is another one. Surface Transportation Board was mm-hmm. clear that they thought this would be uh, acceptable, that they would, they're, they're going to monitor it. Yeah. There's a seven-year monitoring period, but... Yeah, and Senators Dick Durbin, Tammy Duckworth, even Illinois Representatives Raja Krishnamurthy and Delia Ramirez, what are they saying? Yeah, and they're they're in the same boat. They've been against this from the beginning, kind of very vocal uh, uh, against this particular merger, um, obviously from the, the, the constituent standpoint, asking for more oversight. And I think this is this kind of echoes what a lot of the, the, the opposition to this has been. You get a ton of uh, of. Let's let's take a little more time. Like, what's going to hurt mm-hmm. if we wait? If we wait another year, let's have more hearings. Let's hear more because everybody doesn't want the next uh, East Palestine, Ohio disaster happening yeah. in their backyard. Well, in a press conference about the merger, Itasca Fire Chief John Schneidwin brings up another point. Our concern is for the life safety of the family whose house is on fire, and the closest fire equipment is delayed by a freight train. So Itasca would probably see an increase in rail traffic because of the merger. Uh, have railway officials considered that point, just that increase in traffic? Yeah, they definitely talked about this yesterday, and they had timed it. They had a lot of data related to it, so they were presenting that it's only going to increase some of these crossings with the longer trains by 14 seconds and everything else. But the point from the emergency responder community is one minute can make a huge difference in a lot of situations when you're talking about someone having a heart attack. And a lot of these communities are built with transit-oriented development in mind. So you have a train going through the middle of the city. Well, if emergency services are on one side of the train tracks and all of the residents are on the other side of the train tracks and there's an absolute emergency, a house is on fire. For example, the one that they kept presenting was every minute the size of a fire in a house doubles. So you're like, if it takes you three minutes extra to get across the train tracks, you can be dealing with a, with a real problem when that happens. So I think from a health perspective, from a law enforcement perspective, from a, a fire perspective, there's a, a lot of things that they view that they should be concerned about. And jumping on that same train of concerns, a, a few suburban mayors, right? And we're talking the mayors of Elgin, Bartlett, Itasca, as I mentioned, Hanover Park, and a few other suburban areas also worried about increased 
rail traffic that's uh, that's expected. Uh, Martin Oberman, though, who's the Service Surface Transportation Board chairman, also a former Chicago alderman, he says that one of the benefits could be increased competition in the rail industry. Do we need that? Yeah, I guess this is this is sort of the ultimate capitalist question that some right. uh, economist is going to have to get to uh, better than I can. But I mean, the idea is that you're working in this industry and rail itself has consolidated over time, like a lot of other businesses. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of is this going to be able to support itself? So the idea is that you make this more competitive to raise up the sort of efforts of the larger companies and things like that. Part of the other things they're pointing to are the economic benefit of this. You have okay. increased trains coming through, things like this. I mean, this may be, this is more jobs in Chicago. This is more jobs in Chicago suburbs. So their argument against it is obviously that, that you get these increased uh, benefits this way. But obviously that doesn't help the people who live next to the rail tracks yeah. if, say, like, you know, what happened in Ohio, this completely decreases the values of your property. Do we have a sense of how rail workers feel about this? There's been... Has anyone spoken out? Yeah, there's been a pretty active kind of uh, uh, voice in this from the the, the labor unions in particular who've been sort of uh, not necessarily opposed to the merger, but what they're looking for is in order to increase safety, they want more people on these trains for sort of a let's do more with less, which I think comes up in a lot of businesses. Rail very much works on this way where you have sometimes these very big trains with one person on board and nobody else kind of when an emergency breaks loose. So Mm. uh, they're looking for more people. Now, the fair point is in Illinois, they have, in fact, passed a state law that requires two people to be on any of these large trains uh, while they're running through. So there is this legislation here uh, that protects that. But um, a little bit less so uh, in other states. And obviously, with this sort of national rail transport, there's yeah. a lot of goods moving. Before I let you go, could this merger still change or has the train left the station? There is <laughs> still. I got it. That, you know, it's, it's train metaphors work great here. You know, it's <laughs> all of them. But yeah, there's there's time yet to appeal this decision. So there's a limited appeal window. Um, also, there's uh, oversight involved in the process, so there will be someone appointed to oversee it from the local perspective. So I think the idea is that everyone's going to still have the ability to weigh in. But at this point, uh, they're waiting for the date in the near future, I think at some point mid-April, when they'll actually be able to close this deal from okay. the uh, financial standpoint. Jared Rutecki is an investigative reporter for WTTW. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me.